Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, before we get started, I want to make sure everybody knows you can get up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the three physical locations. That's right, one's inside Akershire Stadium. The others at Grove City, and of course, the third one is at Tanger Outlets. Um, or you can just be like me, and you can just sit at home and just go shop.steelers.com. That's right, you can grab all that stuff. And like I said, holidays are right around the corner, fastly approaching. Black Friday is 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 on the precipice for us this week, and Christmas season will officially have been started after the turkeys have been carved on Thursday. So make sure you start to get away with that. And with that, we are now inside the power hour officially. And that is what we're at at this current time. So, Wolf, I start this hour out. Um, you know, we had a great conversation with Rob King in the last hour. Right. But right. the question that will loom large this week, and we will see things as this week progresses, because we don't celebrate holidays in football. We make holidays. <laughs> yeah. You sound, Where like, do we, you sound yes. like a very large John Facenda. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've been working on it. I've been working on it. <laughs> yes. But where do we go with the passing game is going to be the question of the week. That is story one. Every, like I said, everything else has been answered. You have a game and film to point to whatever deficiency or issue that gets resolved. Except that is the asterisk. That is the asterisk that everybody's going to be looking at. And when you had that type of winnable game that we had yesterday, it can't help but get the largest NASA microscope or telescope on that aspect. Passing game woes mm-hmm. yes indeed my friend well number one is going to be trying to implement enough targets to keep everybody happy in a sense right a little balance so yeah. one of the things that you're going to do is balance out your targets but i also like the fact when you take a look at what they do with dtr yesterday they targeted david and joku david and joku got 14 targets now i know that uh you know amari cooper is a pretty good wide receiver but, you know, sometimes to jumpstart a passing game, you shorten it up and you start going to the guy that has an opportunity to win most of his battles on the inside. And one of them is, in my most humble opinion, would be Pat Fryermuth. 
And again, doing some of that along with in, in 12 personnel gives you an opportunity to do something that is going to be problematic for a lot of defenses if you include Mount Washington in that, 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 that mix. They got one pass to him out there, and he almost got a first down when he had 10 yards to go because he flattened whoever was covering him. And even though he went down, he almost reached the yards marker just because he's a big man. You know, the, the, the targeting... I think you got to start looking at some of the, uh, I, I, I agree, you know, some of the inside, the middle of the field. But, you know, even though you might look there, you might not want to throw there. <laughs> you know what I mean? If and it, that's okay. That's okay. But, yeah. But at least window shop. Yeah. You, you know you what gotta, I'm saying? you got to see it. And, and you, we still run crossers. You know, the mesh point is is still something that they, they do, and it, it's a conflictive thing. You know, you got to make that decision and, and, and decide. But with the running game going and then the screen game, I just know that screen game's got so much more meat on the bone. And my, you know, in, in just in watch, yeah. watching it from, uh, you know, from uh, uh, afar, that's got a lot of stuff that can get done there. Well, and, and you're absolutely right, Wolf. I mean, for perspective here, we're we're all about perspective and journalistic integrity. <laughs> yes, because David you know how, and Joku, how, how, how excellent I was at my my studies at Syracuse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You you had a propensity for doing just that, my friend. Uh, so so let so let's be forthright here, David and Joku, just to. Actually, 15 targets, Wolf. Oh, 15. 15 okay. targets. Seven catches for 56 yards. Pittsburgh. All tight ends combined. Two targets. Two catches for a grand total of 15 yards. Right. That is where the buck starts and stops. And... That is something that if you look around anywhere else, Connor Hayward didn't even get targeted. Yeah. Yeah. So just to put it in perspective, we have three capable receiving tight ends. Cleveland has two. And Harrison Bryant did like that little wildcat deal thing yesterday. That was about his only touch, quote unquote. But we have three capable guys. And we did not look in their direction except for once. And like you said, Darnell is showing that he can go get you the tough yards. But just think about this. If the ball's put out there a little bit sooner and he doesn't run out of runway, so to speak, which is right. the sideline, yeah. Darnell probably gets that first down. Mm-hmm. If you if you throw that ball about three yards, you know, quote, unquote, as it's running to the side, you give him three more yards of space, you give him about nine feet, nine inches more of space, that's a first down. He ran out of space after he flattened the defense, the, the the safety that was on him. Right. Um, and then you don't look his way the rest of the time. And Pat Fryermuth, you know, had a nice screen and it was he a skedaddled screen. to get north. It was a nice tight end delay screen. Right. Um, and he had fresh you don't legs. Look his way you know what happened? Time. Did you see? He, ran, he, he he just got. I think well, he was overexcited. He tripped. You well, know? he he tripped, but also the 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 um, the defender clipped the back of his heel. Okay, I didn't so see I made, that. And, yeah, I made him do the clickety-clack uh, with his feet, and that looked like the trip. Because he swiped at him right before he made the cut, and that's what caused the stumble um, afterwards. Um, so, 
So, yeah, so it was a little bit of excitedness and not gathering his feet, but also he did have a little bit of, uh, little bit of interference uh, with him being able to completely take advantage of that. But the plays were there, and I did. yep. we didn't. We never came back to it, and we never played off of it. And, <clears throat> you know, that's where it's like you cut the blame pie around. I mean, everybody has a hand in it. That was that was involved in the offense yesterday for one point or another, and I will say this: worst game I've seen out of out of Dan Moore this season. Yeah, um, well, it was it was not it was not a great alone. performance. Yeah, well, no, no, he wasn't. I'm just saying, but for his individual, as we look at the season, like people wanted to talk mess about him earlier in the year, this was this was the bad game. Yeah, this was the bad game he had. This other than that, he's he's done the job. Oh, absolutely. but this was the one bad right. game, and everybody everybody's allowed to have the bad game. And, but it just gets magnified when, of course, it's a loss that matters, right? At right. this point, the losses do matter as far as seeding, pole positioning, getting ready for what the December push is going to look like. You just can't have it. James Daniel, he had his moments as well. Mason Cole. Everybody had their moments where they got overwhelmed. and Or it was a lack of communication. You know, I mean, Broderick brought the juice physically, but then... Yeah, he, he 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 got spun around on the turnstile a couple times. Um, everybody was there. And every like I said, everybody gets an equal share of the blame pie. Nobody wants a large piece of this pie, but everybody's going to get a sliver. You're going to get a courtesy <laughs> bite of this pie. Yes. And so that but that's what you have to do. That's what that that's when you play in this league, when you play professional athletic sports, you open yourself to criticism. And that is a part of the job. You know, I will go back to the 08-09 season when we were, we were by all metrics and by all the sports writer and everybody, we were the worst offensive line, you know, graded that was playoff eligible. But guess what, Wolf? What's that? Process of elimination, we've become the best. We were the last one standing. There you go. So, so when I say this, it's not like, A, I've not been there. And B, I have also seen how, what it takes to overcome it because I had to live it. You know, I lived through the pre-meme era when people were making, you know, pre-meme. all kinds of pictures and everything about me and, and all this stuff. So I've, li- I've lived with the daggers being thrown, right? right? I've seen the pock shots and it doesn't deter me. And that's why I feel like I could be fair and unbiased in my criticism here and and let let people know what I'm seeing. So I just... I have to put that out there that I'm not bagging on these guys as some old guy get off my lawn type of approach. <laughs> some I never thought of that. Yeah, never thought yeah. you out there screaming at them. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like we're like, oh, you know, because I, I I get random stuff on on the socials. Oh, you you know you you you're saying this as though you were the best. No, I'm not saying this. I'm the best. I'm the guy that I, I survived it. Right, yeah, I've endured right, it. Right, I overcame. You know what a fan says. And followed, like you said, what my teammates said. Because at the end of the day, you have to keep the main thing the main thing. And you can't be worried about the detractors. You know, Cat Williams said it best. He said, if you ain't got haters, you ain't doing your job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. So well, I welcome the haters. And Chris Kimiatu famously said on many occasions, haters give me fuel. So <laughs> yep. in, the, in, in honor of Big Juice, hey, Haters give us fuel. Let the hate fuel you offensive line. 
It was not, like you said, it was not their best performance at all by any stretch of the imagination. But that doesn't stop you from fighting and trying to get better the next week because the task is not going to get any easier. We'll see what the status is of Sam Hubbard, but Trey Henderson had his butt out there on Thursday night when he was supposed to be injured. So you're, you know you're going to get the best of him. Right. And you're going to get a Bengals team at home that does that wants to stop their losing skid. You know, they've lost two in a row, and they're right on the edge, you know, with five losses on outside looking in along with Buffalo. And who would have thought at this point in the year that we would say we're a better team than Buffalo, you know, on, on the record? Mm-hmm. Nobody would have thought that. So everything is still in front of us. Like, we still control our own destiny. But if you drop this one this week, you don't control your own destiny anymore. And that's what you have to remember. And that's what you have to do. Keep yourself in the conversation. I don't care about looks. I don't care about style points. I care about victories. If we are a one-possession winning team, then dang it, that's what we are. It's ugly football that gets results. And we did the job halfway yesterday, and we did not finish it off. We we had every opportunity to finish it off and finish with the ball in our hands in a position to win it. But when you give the ball away at the critical moments, this is what can happen. And they made just enough plays in the stretch. I don't know how you throw it. To, I, I don't know how you consistently throw it to somebody that continually dropped the ball like David and Joku did. Oh, I know. But guess what? But guess what? DTR was undeterred. Yeah. <laughs> and he still threw it to him. And we still, like, block him. Apparently, he likes him. At that point, he thrown it to him 13 times at that point. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say he wasn't going to throw it another two times in the final drive? That was his security blanket. That is what most quarterback security blanket is. It's the tight end. And we saw it. And he did not... DTR, I mean, the ball hit him in the hand at least five times. Oh, there's dropped. no question. There of was the, a uh, lot of, of drops those eight drops. Of those eight drops or eight targets that were missed by David and Joku, five, five should have been completions. But for whatever reason, he looked at his hands like the kid from Little Giants and didn't wonder why he couldn't squeeze the Charmin, you know. But he kept throwing to him. And that's the, that's what I'm like. Where are we at with that type of approach? It's like, listen, we'd identify a matchup. We, they, they knew going into it we were down on inside linebackers. So what is the target emphasis? Throw to the guy who inside backers normally target or guard, and that would be running backs and tight ends. And they did exactly that. And they did not, they did not stray from the script. And that's where I feel like we don't stray. We, we stray from the script frequently, and we go, we, we go to – uncertainty, indecision, hesitation. It's just, just fire it in there and see what happens. Now, at this point, I get it. You don't turn the ball over, you know, that often. But no risk it, no biscuit, as Bruce Arians would say, right? <laughs> no risk it, no biscuit. I love it. Yeah, so I, I, that that's where I'm at. I mean, because it, it, was, it was painful at times. Mm-hmm. And when we look at this, there and we have so much potential. We have the personnel. We have the capabilities. We have the skills. And it just frustrates me when we don't take advantage of those opportunities. There's no question, my friend. And, you know, and this is that's the most frustrating thing about yesterday. This was eminently winnable. I mean, there's no question in my mind. We were driving the ball on those guys, you know, at the appropriate times up until the last 
the last uh, couple series. You know, the one before, we had it five minutes. I thought, okay, this is it. Close out the game. This is this is where oh, five you, minute drill. Yeah, five, you just or four minute offense. Four minute that offense. Takes five minutes. Yes, and the thing about it is, it didn't happen. They went three straight passes down. You know, at the the next series, they went three straight Warren passes that didn't. Yeah, any of that. I know, and that's uh, that's something they've got to decide what they want to do. You know, about where they're going to go, how they're going to target their running game moving forward. Um, certainly, Najee's got great value. Jalen Warren, though, is is chewing up huge chunks of yardage whenever he gets the ball, be it screens. 14.3 yards at average yeah. on rushes Absolutely. for Jalen Warren in those moments and 5.3 yards per catch in the passing game. Yep. That's, yeah. all, that, that, that's all you need to know. And guess what? Najee still had more touches than him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jalen was announced as a starter. That's where make it make sense, right, Wolf? Make it make sense. Yep. Just kind of like, like why, your, why even do that? Planes, trains, and automobiles, right? Exactly. <laughs> make it exactly. Make sense. Listen, some, some, sometimes you, 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 need, you need somebody to step in as your representative, um, a.k.a. God in this moment. And, you know, hey, I know we put you in the middle seat, but you know what? There's a first-class seat. Let's just put you in the aisle up in first class. Thank you. You know, just somebody step in. Somebody step in. Let cooler heads prevail. That's all. That's all we're asking for. A little, little intersection there, but I digress. Wolf, we we are we are at breaky time. Oh yes. And uh, next segment's all the way uh, is all the way yours when we come back here <laughs> inside the locker room here on ESPN and SNR Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, you know, it's that time we're going to take some calls here. Defuse the locker room a little bit. Just take, take it down a notch. I know a lot of people get a little aggrieved, and I can understand we get those feelings too, but when you need things settled, Max, you can only go to the sarcastic sword because the sword is generally one of those guys that takes a nice thirty thousand foot look at it and tells you something of worth listening to. Sword, welcome to the locker room. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, guys. Thanks for allowing some time for me, uh, Max. I know you had a long night. Uh, you can nod off if you want. You're not going to miss anything. <laughs> A couple observations, you know, if you look at all the stats, you'd, there's one thing you circle with a red uh, marker for sure, and that's uh, Jalen Warren, nine carries for about 125 yards. Now take away the 75-74 yard run, he still had eight carries for 55-58 yards. That's over six yards a carry. Why on earth on that last possession on your own 30 with a minute 42, he didn't get the ball for that first down. Then judge from there what you're doing. If he gains three, if he stopped, if he gains nine, you're burning up the clock. Then your next play, uh, you have stuff to work with. Those three passes, you basically gave Cleveland three timeouts that they didn't have, uh, 20 seconds or so and gave them time to beat you. 
that last drive there, I just, for the life of me, why Warren didn't touch the ball, uh, or he doesn't touch, what's going to happen if he's given the ball 16 or 18 times a game? Uh, the guys, I don't know. It's like he's not there at times. Uh, the the passing game, I agree with you guys, the middle of the field. I'd, I'd rather, instead of touting Kenny's uh, lack of interceptions, I'd like to see a few interceptions, meaning he's going downfield. Uh, some big plays, possibly. Some touchdowns, maybe. But maybe an interception 50 yards downfield is, is as good as or better than the punts we're getting. That's another subject I'm not going to bring up. But one thing I have to ask you guys for help on, and it drives me nuts, <laughs> the sidelines. You're, you're basically giving the defense two more defenders when you hug that sideline. Why aren't they between the hash and the sideline three or four yards off the sideline where you have some maneuverability. I'm so tired of seeing guys catching it out of bounds, catching it with one toe in or one. Why are you so uh, uh, adamant on being so close to the sidelines? I know it cuts the field down, but you're, you're, you're basically like having another defender out to your side there when you that out of bounds line is like another defender. What are we doing? on trying to make a living on them sidelines when you have the whole middle of the field. I, it, it just bothers me, guys. I, I didn't jump off the train. I stood up in the aisle for a minute and looked out the window, but I sat back down. Oh, that's why I'll we love you, Sword. You got to hang on. It's like you say, until yeah. the, the last chapter is written, it ain't over. Yeah. To be continued. Thanks for your time, guys, and for your insight. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Sword. Yeah, we so appreciate Sword. you, brother. Good job. Hang in there. Reclaim your seat and pull, pull out your Willy Wonka golden ticket. All right? Here we go. Exactly. Let's move forward. We got Daryl. Daryl, you're in the locker room, my friend. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Hello from Kona. Hey, um, I just wanted to um. Wait a minute! Wait a uh, minute! Not be a... You can't! You can't just say aloha from Kona. You're from Hawaii. <laughs> Kona, yeah. Hawaii. So what's the weather like there? Yeah, the like Marlin there? capital. <laughs> the Marlin capital fishing of the world. Wow! There we go! There we go! That now that now that is a, that is a big day introduction right there. That, that is. That's, how you, that's huge. That's how you bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you guys want to come over fish, just let us know, man. We we'll catch you some marlin here. Hey, Daryl, I can <laughs> tell go. you this: I was I was in Honolulu and I went deep sea fishing one time, and I got so seasick. I'm sitting there, and I, you know how you like melt into your chair? You can't even move. You're too sick to move. All right. The captain comes around. He looks at me. He goes, "How you doing?" And I go, "Cap, if this boat goes down, I'm all for it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got flat water all the way out, ten miles out. <laughs> oh man! And all we got right. we got thousand pound marlin just a mile offshore. Oh my goodness, boy, that sounds like a deal, huh, Max? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, and listen, because I because I was in I was in Hawaii last year, and but I didn't make it to Kona. I wanted to make it to Kona. Uh, well, actually, we don't know where where in Kona. I take that back. I was in Kona. Where 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 where, where what, what part? Where are we talking about? Honokohau, right out of the city, is the main harbor. Oh, okay. Right by the airport. Oh, man. Just five minutes okay. from the airport. 
So we did we did the the manta ray fish out of that harbor. The manta ray. Uh, oh yeah, the manta ray experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So, so right now. Oh. Yeah. I will. I will be back then, and I'm going to look you up because I want to go marlin <laughs> fish. I did. I did it for the kids the first time. Now it's for me, and I want. I want to catch marlin. There Love you it. go. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I had to think about oh, it. Oh, it's a, the best experience. But you know, guys, you know, I don't want to be a, a Monday quarterback, but I was just uh, want to give some advice or maybe some tips that might help the game out. You know. I think we should use Calvin Austin a little bit more in motion because, you know, if he goes in motion, it'll uh, defense his hand about being in zone or a man. And, and when he goes in motion, that'll take at least one linebacker out of the mix, even if we're running the ball. And if Kenny's, you know, under center and he got to hand off the ball, it's almost like a guess. They're going to have to tackle the running back no matter what because it's such a close thing. And then if he uh, does the pick, with Calvin uh, stretching the field more, I think it will open up the defense and be a lot more unpredictable than we are now. You know, there's 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 validity in all your suggestions. It's just the timing, how you set it up, and what play sequence, all those things. They they all have value. It's about when and where you call it and so forth. So. You know, hey, Daryl, that's not a bad idea. You know, the fact is, yeah. you know, uh, Calvin Austin is a guy that you hope gets a little bit more playing time because that speed is always useful. Exactly. Like when we had Martavius Bryant and we had Wallace, look at what happened when we stretched the field back in those days. The defense had to be honest. And, and you know, back in a few games ago, they used um, Calvin down the middle to the ball. And, you know, he was open. It's just – um, Kenny didn't hit him, but that kept the defense, you know, honest there. But we're not doing that anymore. So we're not even trying to do that to keep the defense honest at all. So if we do, even if we don't complete the ball and we throw the ball down the field, at least we're keeping everybody honest to know that when Calvin's in there, they got to get that speed. No, I, I completely agree. You have to respect the speed and, like you said, respect the threat. Um, and like you said, sitting him and, – and on the play that you're talking about, the one that he – that they, they heaved it down to him. I believe that was the Tennessee game on the Thursday night game. Right. He, it was between the numbers and the hash, which is a nice area. That's still considered middle of the field, <laughs> between between the hash and the numbers, and not the sideline hash tick marks. It was and it, and it caught them off guard, and they had to they had to grab him. And same thing that happened hey. in the Tampa Bay game in Week One of the preseason. So there is validity to it. I I don't know how the process is of identifying, but you're absolutely right. I, I I'm with you. Exactly. You know, and back to, you know, like what the, the first caller said, I, you know, I agree a lot that because, you know, when we had that last position with the bad punt, the, when you do the math, everything was in our favor. It was just bad clock management. You know, they said, you know, when I was watching the after um, interview with Kenny and they said, oh, the last uh, drive, what were you doing? Oh, we wanted to throw the ball, you know. I know coaches have like plans A and B and they have a two minute offense, but when you're coming down to that, when your game is tied and you have less than two minutes, one timeout, they have two timeouts. Use the math to your advantage. You could either play for, we're going to kick the field goal because we only need it, what, 10, 15 yards, or we can just go play for overtime. But to do, 16 seconds, three incomplete passes off the clock and give it back to Cleveland. We gave them the game. To me, you run the ball, 
let them call their two timeouts. And even if we don't gain a yard, at least we can run the clock out. They don't have any timeouts, and they're down to less than a minute of playing time. And chances are defense, which has been fantastic through the year, through the whole year, will save us and we'll go to overtime. And in overtime, even if they kick a field goal, we still get the chance to get a ball and score a touchdown. So, to me, we lost the game in the last minute and a half. Well, Daryl, I want to thank you for checking in the locker room, brother. You are the Marlin man. We love you. Thanks for joining All us. All right, man. Good work. All right, guys. All right. You take care, buddy, okay? All right, man. Hold All right. Up. Take care, man. All right. All we're, right what we're going to do, we got the CRs left. We're going to go to a break. Max, when we come back, we got CR hanging in there from Chicago, and we'll take your call then as we finish up with the bell lap coming up in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bell lap time here in the locker room. That's right. Your early lunch warning system has been engaged for all of you out there. Uh, it is almost it is almost noon. It is almost the midday crunch, uh, and we still have callers to go. So I want to make sure we got enough time for them. First one up, we got our buddy Cr in Chicago. Cr, welcome to the locker room, my friend. Hey, what's going on, my brother? Still the nation. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to to, to Ninja CJ. He in the back back there doing <laughs> his, his ninja stuff, and he's under the weather. So everybody got to give him a uh, you know, give them some love because, you know, when, you, when you're when you not feeling good, but you're still doing your job at 100%, uh, kind of like a chip off the old block. Uh, Wes, want to holler at you real quick. Uh, hey, you and Tom did an excellent, here we go, steal the job. Huge improvement over that, whatever you and Moe's be doing. Hey, uh, hold on now. Just, just settle down, all right? <laughs> just stir in the pot a little, aren't you, CR? Yeah, hey, brother, I haven't talked to you for a while. Mm. Hey, you, big guy, I love you, man. You, 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 you're a Happy Thanksgiving. There. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, man, you, you just send me a leftover turkey leg. That'll work. And to you, Max, you know, all the troubles you'd be going through, you know, with the Uber and the Lyft and all that, you know, getting home late. But, you know, that's why they pay you the big bucks, brother, because <laughs> you got the deal, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. About 14 points. 14 point deer (laughs) on the buck category. Hey, 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 Matt, I thought about something. Hey, man, well, I think it would be interesting if you were to write a a book on your memoirs and just like in that book, throughout the book, do things. I'm going to talk about like that little situation that you had uh, uh, this weekend. I think it would be a tremendous uh, story overall, man. What do you think? Well, you, you know, it's funny, CR, people have asked me like, hey, Max, when are you going to write a book? So I should actually consider it one of these days. I, I need I need to get more memoir so that I can so that I can memoir it up a little good. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely something I've been asked to do. And I think I'm getting closer to accepting that idea. So and I like that little I think you could do as little kind of like inner chapter kind of like little intermissions yeah. or interludes within the yeah. book. Uh-huh. So, no, that, that's a great idea. I appreciate that. 
Okay, well, hey guys, let's get because I know some other people are real quick. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, I I know I don't know if we're giving out game balls or not, but I do mm-hmm. have to give out some recognition on that run, uh, on that seventy-some yard run. Right. Hey man, that's the best run I've seen since that block you put on in Super Bowl to get Willie Parker to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a fantastic <laughs> run. When that run came up, I was at at the ball with some guys I hadn't seen for about two three years. Man, that whole place exploded because that run was just. Man, it's just breathtaking, man. Breathtaking. Uh, no, now, I, as far as what's good. going on here, man, hey, man, uh, we only had one downrange midfield pass, which is crazy. Uh, we only had two passes to the tight end. I think somebody said for a total of 15 yards. Uh, you know, and we get the ball back with a, a minute 38 left in the game. We throw three passes in 14 seconds. The first pass is incomplete, short to the right sideline. The second pass is incomplete, deep right to the sideline. And the third pass is incomplete, short to the left sideline. I don't know what's going on throwing the ball to the right and to the left when we got the whole middle field. As the guy said earlier, uh, you know, you can put um, number 19 going down, down range in the middle of the field to open up the field. And finally, being too stubborn to adjust to what the defense is doing. I think they said something like, well, the defense had, was playing man or whatever it was, and, and they would not adjust to that, man. I'm just so frustrated well, what's going on? But I'm a Steeler fan, and physically, as a, as a member of Steeler Nation, there's actually nothing I can do. Give me your comments, and then we can take it to the house. All right. Well, I think first, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that's kind of the recurring theme, I think, today. Wolf, wouldn't you say? True. Just take the risk mm-hmm. and just throw it, th- just to just to upset the analytics and the apple cart, right? <laughs> it's like because we know what it is when you do status quo, right? And what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So why not go against that trend just for a couple of a couple of plays? I'm not saying you, bec- you become middle of the field and check down Charlie just for the sake of having a pass that's in the middle of the field, but you have to have the threat there, the illusion there. You know, we had the one caller talking about Calvin Austin, right, and just running the decoy route yeah. up the middle, just throwing it to him, see if he gets a penalty. Like, those are the – just to upset what everybody sees as a trend. You know, I had one person reach out to me on X. They show, they, they sent me a still shot of the next-gen stats from the game, and they said, you know, we're five quarterbacks in, you know, under Matt Canada, and this it looks all the same between all of them. And I just simply say, you know – the plays are there. It's the willingness of the individual to throw in that area, or you're giving him confidence that we will back your play. Um, you know, and that's where it's like we just you have to change something when it comes to the pass game. Everything else, hey, get better. There's a ton of injuries on defense, and the fact that our defense still stepped up the way that they did amidst all those injuries, and they seem to keep piling up. The last three weeks, I wish we could just throw them in the garbage, you know, as far as the injury report, because it's like it just it continually steadily, you know, whittles away at our unit over there. But they keep stepping up, and they do enough, you feel, to make those plays. You know, I say they gave up 10 points, you know, up until that last drive, and at that point, the Steelers could have ended it to where the defense didn't have to go on the field and defend that, but it didn't happen. So there's so many other ways, but the passing game has to be the emphasis. That is the number one change, and I'd be surprised if it's not addressed thoroughly and consistently in the press conference tomorrow. But you're absolutely right, CR. I mean, there's no excuse for it, and, and I'm not going to try and defend it. 
uh, because it is something that's very blatant and obvious and, you know, everybody can see it. Well, yeah. we got to move yeah, so, on because we got one more yeah. caller. Than Max. Oh, that's right. We do got to right, well, hey, get to one more caller. And, Appreciate it. In that case, in the meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Oh, oh. All right, CR. Appreciate it. And then all, we also got Everett. Everett's on the line. Make sure to give Everett enough time to say his piece as well. Everett, welcome to the locker room, bud. What's on your mind? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Um, no worries. I, you know, back, if I remember my Steelers history correctly, I think back in our first Super Bowl season, 74, they put Bradshaw on the bench for a few games. And I think that spurred him to get a lot better. And maybe that's what we need to do with Kenny. I, I, I thought Kenny coming out of pit was, was the answer, but at this point I'm just dejected. And if it's not the play calling, then it's the quarterback. And I just, it, I mean, it's just very frustrating. That last drive that Cleveland had, I think three of their four complete. Do we lose them? And oh, there you thing, go. That's the kind of stuff we need to do, and we're just not either not seeing it or not calling it, and it's just awful, to be honest. Well, it's, it is discouraging, but Everett, hey. You know, this is what real life is in the NFL. And it's all about being able to bounce back. And I'm sorry, I disagree in the sense of I understand what you're saying with Bradshaw. And believe you me, with Coach Knoll, he was very perfunctory in in his way he go about doing things. It's a little bit different now when you think of, you know, years down the road. But I, I just think we need to keep practice, not practice, we need to keep sculpting a passing game coming together. And I really think if you start to get more targets to the tight end, you're going to have better opportunities across the middle. It's going to open up in other areas. And, again, I know it doesn't look great right now. Uh, The running game didn't look great three weeks ago. You know, but now things have changed, and obviously we got to up the passing game to the level that the running game is successful at. But – you don't give up and you don't quit. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. You got to full steam ahead with what we got, I believe. That's just my own personal, humble opinion. That's all. All right. Well, sometimes well, yeah, sometimes I, you got to take it disagree. That's fine. That's fine. That's what this is all about. Yeah. 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 You know, well, that's the beauty of being in the locker room. And, and definitely the other thing in the running game is more Warren and less Najee. You know, we we can't worry about hurting people's feelings if the the, oh, the, I got you. Uh, the name is name of the game is winning and um Warren has definitely shown he should be the, the feature back. Yeah, well hey, no, Thanks no for taking my call, guys. There. Thank hey, you, brother. Appreciate it, Everett. Thank you, Everett. And li- listen, no 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 offense taken, because one of the things that I think, you know, we kinda got lost and we did not get to talk about this yesterday, but when when Jalen Warren rushes the ball ten times, we are six and zero. I like in, that. In That's a stat that, that you want to keep building yeah, on. Yeah, you want to keep building on. And what did he rush for yesterday? Nine, nine. times. Yes, nine. Just, just think, think of, one just, more. What? One. <laughs> one. Nine, 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 nine. We could have won. Exactly. It's nine is not what we want, or no in German. Um. 
you know, that's the frustrating part. Like, we were, like, right there. And when you think about the last two possessions that the Steelers had, he didn't touch the ball. And he was by far the most productive individual on the field offensively yesterday. Um, And so that was the frustration. And you felt the pop. You felt the confidence when he was in there. And he was getting the ball. Um, You know, so that's where it's like, come on, man. It's like, it's like at some point it just, you have, you have, you have to call out the number one. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, listen, everybody around the world knows what a number one is at Mickey D's. When you go there, it's the same thing at every single one of those stores. It's a Big Mac with fries and a Coke. Jalen Warren's now the number one. You know what you're getting. You can't stop it. It's still going to be there. Why not? You know, I look at the run distribution and. You know, Jalen Warren, like I said, 9 for 129 and a touchdown. Najee, 12 for 35 um, in a, in those carries. And, like, why couldn't it have been 10 to 11? Mm-hmm. Or 11 to 10? Or, heck, flip it, 12 to 9 well, in the other direction, Jalen Warren. Here's the – so. Here, let yeah. me just say this, Max. Think about it. If you got a hot hand, you, you, you run with a hot hand. That could be Najee next week. You know, you don't know. Could be. Yeah. That's the thing about it. If you got somebody that is consi- consistently moving the markers, then you you know you keep feeding the beast. That's all. Yeah, it's just the sad part is that we knew who the hot hand was, and yeah, they cooled it off. Yeah, yeah. So, but I digress. This is what Mondays are for, Wolf. This is the downloading of stuff so that I don't harbor it the rest of the week. I want to enjoy my Thanksgiving <laughs> and give thanks. I don't want to think about you know, the air fryer turkey that my neighbor's cooking next door. I want to have my own turkey and enjoy it, darn it. Um, and all the fixings, all the fixings. But, no, I digress. This has been Inside the Locker Room, Monday edition, and we will be back with you. Same black and gold channel, same black and gold time again. And still a rocker, I will get to your message you sent me on X earlier. I'll get to that tomorrow. I know you got a busy week, but tune in, and we will discuss that as well. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Max Starks. Wesley Euler on the ones and twos. CJ, of course, is is doing his best job back there with the Wonder Woman bracelets to block, 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 and keep all that negativity out of our locker room. And, of course, the Sensei Brian LaMartina. To everybody else out there in Steeler Nation, go make it a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 